Hey ladies, are you longing for a refreshing? Do you feel drained and lost in your role as a woman, wife, and mother? This is the Dream on Moms podcast, and we're here to help you thrive and raise the next generation of world changers. We're here to encourage you that the Lord has more for you, and he wants you to be victorious as a mother. Remember, you're not alone on an island as a mother. Surround yourself with mentors and those in your beautiful stage of motherhood. Breathe and listen to Jesus. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this podcast episode of Dream on Moms. I'm so excited to be talking with you tonight. My name is Ashley. I am part of the Dream on Ministry team. Um, And we are just excited to talk with you tonight. We'd love to get on here and just kind of encourage all the mamas out there. We know that being a mom is hard and it can be very challenging, even on our best day and on our children's best day. And we just kind of like to have real, raw, and honest conversations about that journey because we do all need each other to get through this journey together. And tonight, we're just going to have a very honest and candid conversation about maybe some of the challenges or surprises of becoming a first-time mom. And I'm really excited tonight to be talking about that with my lovely little sister. Her name is Becca Roebuck, and she just had her first son, Arlo. Such a beautiful name. And Arlo was born earlier this, this year. And I have just been so excited to just watch her become a mom. She is literally just so natural at it. But like all of us, you know, motherhood can be a little bit of an adjustment sometimes. And so Becca is here and she is going to share her story with us. Hey, Becca. Hello. So do you want to tell us a little about you and just about your, your family, you, your husband, your cute little son, tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I am Ashley's favorite sister. <laughs> Dude, definitely my favorite. Oh, definitely sorry. my favorite teacher. My, or my sorry, favorite sister. I, <laughs> I just said, I can't hear you because I couldn't hear you. Sorry. I, yeah. I can hear you now. Okay. Okay. Let me start all over. We're off to a great start. Okay, so yes, I'm Ashley's favorite sister, obviously. Um, and <laughs> yes, yeah, so Isaiah and I got married five years ago in June, which is crazy. Had Arlo in February, uh, February 28th. My due date was February 27th, which was Isaiah's birthday. And then I went into labor the next day. So I went into labor 40 weeks in one day, which I felt like was cool because I feel like typically first time moms, usually I feel like go late. So that was cool. And then, um, yeah, we, we just are enjoying life right now, enjoying this season that we're in. So it's been good. Yes. And I love just having the opportunity to watch my sister become a mom. It's just a really cool thing because I remember you know, my youngest is actually turning six tomorrow. And so I was just telling Becca before we recorded this, you know, it's been six years since I was a new mom, even though it doesn't feel like it's been that long. And it's just been kind of cool to watch my sister just kind of blossom and bloom into a mother. And she truly has. 
I truly have just seen her like just become a natural. She's just, she seems very confident with Arlo. And I just love watching her just become a mom. But Becca, what were some of the challenges that you remember either through the pregnancy, preparing for Arlo to come, or when he first came? What were some challenges that you went through, like an adjustment? I just feel like it all was just so weird. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. Like, okay, I think I I really think a second pregnancy would be different. But I do remember like when I was first pregnant, I just was like, I didn't feel pregnant. You know, you're not showing, you don't feel a baby. And I just was sick and miserable. And so I just felt like, Oh my gosh, I remember feeling like I will never be pregnant again because this is just misery because I literally feel like I did nothing but throw up the first two trimesters. So, but I mean, you know, like with everything as I progressed and, you know, got bigger, felt them kick, you know, things begin to change and it got more exciting. Um, but I think once he was born, I feel like the most surprising part was probably just how intense my emotions were, mm -hmm. um, which I remember like, which I think it's crazy because I don't feel like you're really prepared for postpartum, honestly, at no, all. Like no. I remember you sat me down and you were like, the baby blues are like a real thing yeah. and kind of explained to me. But if you wouldn't have sat me down and said that, I would have been even more caught off guard than I already was. Cause like your doctors, don't say anything to you about it like they don't prepare you for it I feel like they don't even mention it and then um I remember so I had him on a Sunday and then it was Tuesday I was waiting to get discharged and I remember that's the first time I just like cried I just felt very overcome with not even really an emotion I just had like the urge to cry and I remember thinking oh this just must be the baby blues like I just feel emotional whatever but that very quickly turned into uh, having a reason to cry I started feeling like really depressed I started feeling extremely anxious and I actually told Isaiah this the other day I said like out of all the tough things I've been through in life I've never experienced emotion as intense mm. as I did postpartum yeah. like it was just the intensity was so extreme yeah. it was crazy i wasn't prepared for that at all yeah i think that's a really good way to describe it is just the intensity of the emotion and i remember having that conversation with you when i you know when you said you remember me sitting you down and like telling you okay this is what the baby blues were and i remember like being hesitant to even mention it to you because i didn't want to scare you but yet I remember thinking when I was going through that, man, I wish someone would have told me that this was a normal thing, that I'm not crazy, you know, or losing my mind for going through it. So definitely. And, you know, I think, you know, and even like just biologically, we can't help but be emotional when we have a baby. Because when we're pregnant, our hormones are the highest. They're at the highest that they ever have been and the highest they ever will be other than another time that we're pregnant again. And then when we give birth, it's like an instantaneous drop where they suddenly just drop. And so your body goes through this period of time where it's adjusting and trying to regulate, trying to normalize again. And that's why we feel like our emotions are so intense. 
and everywhere is just because biologically our hormones are very unbalanced and then not to mention we just had a baby like we have a new human to care for and we're learning you're getting no sleep you're getting no sleep you're trying to figure out okay you're trying to figure out the eating thing the sleeping thing the changing the diaper thing just everyday life routine you know i think even the littlest things i remember becca did you ever feel like this i remember thinking okay can i walk away from you and go like make lunch can i walk away from you and go you know put coffee on like is is that all right am I allowed to walk away from you for a minute I just remember every little thing like just kind of second guessing like I didn't know how to do day-to-day stuff like was it okay to go do laundry did I have to watch you sleep like I just always remember thinking I I didn't know what to do I think it kind of like I remember I tried to take a shower every day because, you know, you just feel disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like every day, it's like, I I don't know, I had the postpartum sweats like crazy. So I oh, was yeah. like always sweating in my sleep. Yeah. and real thing. You, know, you just, I always feel gross. And so, I mean, I tried to take a shower, I guess, every day anyways. But <laughs> anyways, <laughs> like, that was just one thing, though. That was like every day, like, that was kind of like, you know, I I guess something I looked forward to was like taking a shower. Um, but I did, I, w- I would always just feel like, even though you'd be with Isaiah or something, I always just felt like almost just, it was almost like I had to hurry or like rush through it. I don't know. It was just kind of weird. Like, like, I think kind of like you said, you just are trying to adjust and figure it out. And it's like, not like I was afraid to walk away from him because he's with Isaiah, but it just felt like, is it okay? Am I allowed to go be by myself for a right. minute? Like it almost just right. felt wrong, but it, almost like yeah. you needed permission. Yeah. Although you didn't, it was just weird. You just kind of second guess everything. Yeah. So how long do you think it took you to kind of really snap out of that baby blues postpartum season? I don't think it took me too long, but I think it also didn't take me that long because I've struggled with like anxiety and depression before I had previously taken medication for it Mm -hmm. and so I was kind of like already I guess prepared for like I know what depression feels like so if I feel like I am struggling with it I'm immediately going to the doctor like I'm not even gonna mess with it that was kind of my mindset so as soon as I was like this is so intense and like I feel like I had a reason to cry because I felt sad emotion or I felt overwhelmed or felt you know anxiety so I went to my doctor probably like three weeks maybe postpartum like pretty quick I feel like and I got medicine okay and so I started taking it about three weeks but I would still say it probably took me like a good couple months before I feel like that all totally went away. I feel like the sad feelings went away first, but I still dealt with like anxiety for a while. It kind of lingered probably a couple months to really just start feeling. And I think after a couple months feels normal, you know, like this is your life. Now it feels normal versus those first few weeks. It feels like overwhelming. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, it definitely, I feel it contributes to that. So I think probably honestly just a couple months. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you brought up the medication thing because I think that's just such an honest conversation that again, I think 
the biggest issue with becoming a new mom is that we don't have these conversations. No one really prepares us for the hormonal changes, the hormonal changes, the baby blues, postpartum depression, and no one talks about um, you know the vulnerability of taking medication. And I, you know, and you, you, you know my my feelings on that is I absolutely have no um, nothing against medication at all. I am a huge advocate for medication and definitely to anyone listening, I would say, you know, don't be afraid to go talk to a doctor that you trust about it. Just share your questions if you have any fears or hesitations about it um, because it can be a huge resource and a huge aid and just helping you kind of climb over that mountain sometimes. Yeah. And so definitely. For sure. So what was it like for your husband to watch you go through postpartum? What was that journey like for him, do you think? Um, I think, I don't know. I feel like I remember he was just like on cloud nine. Like he was like, yeah. he always <laughs> said like, I'm the happiest I've ever been. He also got Aww. like six weeks paternity leave. Yeah. And um, so like that was exciting. Yeah, <laughs> he got to sure. you know, be home for six weeks paid, which was amazing. Um, but I think he was just so on cloud nine. So I feel like for him, like, especially knowing I was struggling with my emotions, I feel like he just was really good, I like guess, sounding board for me. Mm -hmm. Because every time he, you know, he'd always tell me like, I'm the happiest I've ever been. Like, this is the best thing ever. And whenever he'd say that, it just made me feel so much more at peace because I was like, well, if you're not overwhelmed, that makes me feel so much better than like, right. only one of us is, you Like know? he was a stabilizer. Yeah. So I think, and I think he knew that like, you know, he really was honestly on cloud nine. He was just so happy and just thrilled and excited. And Isaiah, one of his biggest dreams was honestly to be a parent. Like he wanted to have kids honestly more than I did. Like, I don't think we would have gotten we might not even be pregnant yet if it would have been up to me, to be yeah. honest. Like, I just, I totally uh, believe you know. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, yeah. but, um, yeah, so I think he just knew, you know, that I needed that from him, which he was that naturally anyways, but I think he knew that, like, he needed to vocalize it and just, definitely, he would always tell me to, like, this is just a season, like, you know, it'll get better. Like it won't be like this forever, which in the thick of it, it, oh, it never feels like it will get better. It never feels like it's just a season, <laughs> but, but it was right. You know, it was just a season. Right. I think that's a great message for anyone listening is that the night doesn't last forever and that it feels very hopeless. And when that moment of hopelessness, it feels like there's no escape. And many of us have been there before, but Becca, when you think about those moments where you felt very hopeless, whether it was just feeling very just oppressed by the postpartum anxiety or depression or very oppressed by the lack of sleep and those sleepless nights, what helped you just press on and just keep moving? Honestly, I'd say two things. First, I would probably honestly just say, God, like, you know, honestly, like I remember I would uh, go like sit in the nursery and I, Isaiah would watch Arlo and I would just go in the nursery and close the door and I would just like 
turn on worship music and I'd pray and I just was intentional about just taking that time to even though like like I feel like anybody that's ever struggled with anything like that would attest like that's usually probably the last thing you feel like doing but and even in the moment it's I didn't feel like it was helping (laughs) you know like I would sit there and cry and like you know, you don't always feel like it's working. I'm air quoting for everybody listening. Like you don't always feel like that, (laughs) but I think the consistency in that is important and just kind of like building up your faith and, and just believing, you know, scripture and speaking that and being consistent, even if you don't feel the change or see the change, knowing that God's working in you and, and is helping you through it. So I think that was the biggest thing. But then secondly, I think just Arlo himself, because I think that was one of the hardest parts, honestly, because in the past, if I felt like, you know, I struggled with depression, what do you want to do when you're depressed? You want to just check out. You just want to go like crawl in bed and, you know, maybe sleep, maybe binge Netflix. You just want to do something like mindless because you just don't want to think about anything and you just want to completely check out. But I had a newborn baby and I couldn't check out. And so it kind of forced me, being a mom forced me to just keep going, you know? And I was like, I literally, that was an option, which honestly at the time it felt hard because I wanted to check out. I was like, I just want to go crawl in bed and sleep as long as I want to sleep. And I can't, you know, I remember crying to my mother-in-law one day and I was like, I just think if I was sleeping more, I could deal with the emotion. But if I wasn't so emotional, I think I could deal with the lack of sleep. Like I was like, I just feel like they like work against each other and, uh, or work with each other, honestly. But, um, yeah. So I think just being a mom kind of forced me to just press on anyways and I think that's important because I think when we let ourselves just check out and not do anything it just it feels like it's helping but it's really not oh sorry I can't hear you oh no I can't sorry about that no I totally agree and yeah you know I think it's just a journey and you know when when you were saying that the last thing that you want to do is pray sometimes. The last thing you want to do is just like mm-hmm. press into the Lord because it just feels like anything you have to do is just draining. Like if I have to open my Bible and physically read, I don't know if I literally have the mental or physical strength to do that. And when I think back to myself in that time, I remember having a very difficult day in particular after my after my uh, daughter was born with postpartum and I remember on this particular day like literally thinking like I don't think anyone cares about me like I think like if I just ran away tonight I don't think anyone would miss me I don't think my family would miss me you know I don't think my friends would miss me I don't think my kids really need me because I'm like really emotional right now I think my husband's tired of me being emotional and you know those are just lies from the devil and just lies from from the enemy but I remember on that particular day someone texting me a lady from my church you know well she's she she was a couple years older than me maybe like five years older than me um, but someone that I really didn't have a relationship, someone I didn't even know had my phone number and just texted me and said, Hey, you're on my heart today. Wondered and wanted to know if I could pray for you. And that was like exactly what I needed in that moment. And so just know that no matter how 
hopeless you feel, what you are going through, that the Lord is not blind to what you're walking through and that he is intervening on your behalf and he's always working behind the scenes and there's those moments where you don't feel like it. You might not even think it anymore. You might think, you know what? I don't think anything's working for me. I don't think anything's happening for me. I don't think God really cares. I don't feel like he's answering my prayers. I just feel very numb and very empty. Maybe even when I go into the prayer closet, maybe I remember a time where I walked out feeling fulfilled and fired up and amped up. And I just don't have those emotions right now. Know that your emotions lie to you and know that the Lord promises to never, ever leave us or forsake us. And so for those of you listening, I have just one verse I just want to give to you. And it's Philippians 4, 6. And it says, the peace that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And I always love that verse because it says the peace that surpasses all understanding, meaning, you know what? Things don't make sense. But even in the chaos and in the confusion of whatever is happening in that moment, whether it is, you know, becoming a new mom and you have all that new mom confusion with eating and sleeping and you're doubting your strength and your ability to even be a mom and oh my goodness, maybe I made a mistake, maybe I was never meant to do this. Know that no matter what you're facing in that moment or what you're feeling, that God has a supernatural peace. And he has a way of coming into the scene, laying his hand on it and making sense where there is no sense, right? And just bringing that peace over you. And so we just pray over you tonight, Becca and I, just that if that is you, that we just pray that that peace begin to just flood your mind and flood your heart and just quiet those emotions, quiet those negative, you know, thoughts from the enemy, Um, Those thoughts telling you that you are not meant to be a mother. You're not good enough to be a mother. We just come against those right now. And we just pray for that peace to come over you right now. And we just pray that the Lord just gives you a sign. Just intervenes on, on your behalf and gives you a sign that you were meant and created to do this. You did not become a mom on accident. He created you to be a mom and not just any mom, but to a mom to that specific son or daughter that you have. No one else can be their mother the way that you can. And so we just want to encourage you in that tonight. Anything else you'd like to add, Beck? It gets better. <laughs> it does get better. Someone say, I'm not thick of it. It gets better. It does. And it sounds like so like, cliche doesn't it like I think I remember telling you that and thinking I wish I had something better to tell her but it does it just does you wake up one day and you're like I think I can do this today and then all Mm -hmm. of a sudden those feelings are in the past they're a memory Mm -hmm. great I'll just add all free advice out there yeah if your baby does not sleep because Arlo did not sleep. He was up every 30 minutes, an hour. Like, this kid did not sleep when he was born at all. It was uh, miserable. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody that would tell me, oh, yeah, my uh, or my kid slept grace, like, from the moment they were born. I just always wanted to punch them. Like, why would you tell me that? I'm exhausted. Um, everybody, you, actually, I know you think that I'm a little psycho with all my little things I, I do. I think you're psycho. <laughs> I don't think you're psycho. 
But I'll say, I am not trying to endorse something, but I called Taking Care of Babies. I took every single one of her courses. And say my it again. It's called Taking Care taking of Taking Care of, like the name, yeah. C-A-R-A. So Taking Care of Babies. I thought everything homegirl says. Where does someone find Taking Care of Babies? Is it on YouTube? Taking Care of Babies. Is it a website? Go to her, go to her Instagram. She's okay. got a lot of info on there. She has three courses. They all cost money, I'll tell you that. But I'll let me save you a little bit of money. Take the newborn course, okay? Take the newborn course. It's great information. The three and four month course, scratch it, you don't need it. And instead of taking her expensive uh, newborn or sleep training course, just buy the, the Ferber method book because it's literally the exact same thing. Okay, so I'm gonna save you money. But everybody thought I was a psychopath and I started doing all this stuff and I was like, don't let him fall asleep. He needs to wake up now. But you know what? My kid yeah. sleeps amazing. Yeah. You know how long he slept last night? 6.30 p.m. to 7 a.m. this morning. Amazing. <laughs> no, for the record, Becca's family did not think she was a psychopath. We Whatever. just had to laugh a little bit at <laughs> Easter this year. Because we would be holding Arlo her side and be, you know, ooing and aahing over his adorableness. And then she would, like, rip him from your arms. If he started to fall asleep. Because like, if you did, if you didn't keep him awake, you lost your privileges of holding she him. She was very strict about it. If he started to fall asleep, you were not allowed to hold him because it was not sleeping time. So yes. it was kind of like an inside family joke, but no. It's called wake no windows, one, yeah. and I follow those suckers. But I will say, Arlo is, she does have him on a good schedule. And so if you need help getting your baby on a good schedule, go ahead and follow this. <laughs> Take thing. my advice. She found on It Instagram. will save your life. Amen. Look, homegirl's successful. She got like a million followers on Instagram. That's amazing. And that's really hard to do. It works. Yeah. That's because everything she says is spot on. That's awesome. And that's awesome. he falls asleep by himself. I don't got to rock him. He's fallen asleep by himself since he was like three months old. I don't have to rock him ever. Awesome. Well, there yeah. you go. A little free endorsement for you there. There you go. So. All right, everyone. Well, thanks for listening. We hope you tune in to the next episode of Dream on Moms. And we are so happy that Beck joined us. So and you can follow her on Instagram if you'd like to keep up with her and her lovely family. <laughs> What's your handle? Uh, it's either Becca Roebuck or Beck Roebuck. I don't there know. There you go. Beck Roebuck. Instagram. Spelled with one K. <laughs> Nobody ever gets it right. No. All right. Have a good night, everyone.